Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On New Year's Eve in 2018, Sergeant Tyrone Hassel III was shot to death in Benton Harbor, Michigan. He was only 23 years old and was on leave for the holidays. At the start of the investigation, his family believed that Tyrone was targeted by an enemy of his brother, but they soon learned that the person behind his murder was someone they all considered friend, not foe. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the calculated murder of Sergeant Tyrone Hassel III. Tyrone Hassel III was just 23 years old when he was ambushed and gunned down. He grew up in Benton Harbor, Michigan, and was the pride of his family. According to his father, Tyrone walked a straight line his entire life, with no record despite the rough environment of the city he grew up in. The main way he stayed off the streets was through sports. He liked to box, run track, and play baseball. He stayed so busy that the trouble couldn't find him. He earned good grades and made many friends. He received an academic scholarship to go to Grand Valley State University. While attending Grand Valley, he decided he wanted to enlist in the Army. According to his fellow soldiers and his superiors, Tyrone thrived in this environment. He was an active-duty soldier and had quickly risen in the ranks to become an Army sergeant, which was rare given his young age. To add to his accomplishments at such a young age, he also became a father and husband. He fell in love with another soldier named Kamaya. Soon after, he was married to his 22-year-old wife, Kamaya Hassel, but then they were both deployed to South Korea, where they were serving in separate units and living in different barracks. But they started a family almost right away when they had their son. Kamaya and Tyrone were assigned to the 1st Armored Brigade Combat Team, 3rd Infantry Division at Fort Stewart, Georgia. But for the holidays, they were both on leave, so they decided to visit Tyrone's family for the holidays. Tyrone was looking forward to his father's home cooking, and so the obvious choice was for Tyrone, Kamaya, and their nearly 2-year-old son to stay at Tyrone's father's house 
in St. Joseph Township, Michigan, for the holiday season. On New Year's Eve, 911 was dispatched when Kamaya Hassel called for help after hearing gunshots and finding her husband riddled with gunshot wounds outside her father-in-law's house. When officers arrived, Tyrone was laying on the ground, slumped against his truck. There were obvious gunshot wounds to his neck, head, and shoulder area. His wife was there, kneeling down next to him, hugging him and crying, while she was covered in his blood. Tyrone's wife was devastated. She was sobbing as she begged to enter the ambulance with her husband, who was on his way to the hospital. But police needed to speak with Kamaya to find out what she saw or heard or knew about her husband's attack. Through tears and hyperventilation, she told police that Tyrone had left the house to pick up something to eat for his family. But then she heard gunshots outside the house and ran outside to find her husband barely hanging on to life. Sadly, Tyrone was pronounced dead on New Year's Day in 2019. The pressure was now on for detectives to gather statements and collect evidence to help point them toward a suspect. When asked if Tyrone had any enemies, Kamaya said she didn't know of anyone that Tyrone could have been beefing with. At first, police thought that it was possible that Tyrone was the victim of a robbery. Tyrone had a nice truck, he wore expensive jewelry, so his family and police thought this could have been the possible motive. Perhaps he fought back against his attacker and paid the price for resisting. But this theory was quickly ruled out because Tyrone still had his wallet on him and it was full of money. His phone was with him and the keys of his truck were still there. Nothing of value appeared to have been stolen. Tyrone's family and the police also thought that maybe Tyrone's death was a case of mistaken identity. The family considered that maybe Tyrone's half-brother was the intended target. Perhaps because it was late at night and dark outside, the perpetrator accidentally shot the wrong guy. Apparently, Tyrone's brother did have some enemies at the time, and this could have been a possibility. However, police let go of this theory quickly when they realized that whoever shot Tyrone saw his face. Police found four bullet casings at the scene. Based on the placement of each casing, police believed that Tyrone was shot at point-blank range, that the killer walked up close to him to shoot him. So the theory of mistaken identity was dismissed. A neighbor came forward to tell police that they noticed a suspicious man parking his car nearby right before the shooting. For about 10 days, tip after tip came in. But after talking with dozens of family and friends of Tyrone, nothing panned out. That is until one day, an anonymous call came into the police department. A woman called in and said the police needed to take a look at people in Tyrone's own battalion who were with him in Korea. She claimed that Tyrone's wife, Kamaya, was having an affair with another soldier. She alleged that Kamaya and the killer began their relationship in Korea and the killer and Tyrone at some point had a verbal argument about Kamaya. The last thing she told the police was that they needed to quote unquote, look at the wife. With this tip, police knew they needed to talk with people at Fort Stewart, Georgia, where Tyrone and Kamaya were stationed. They needed to confirm if this tip 
was truly valid. Two Army specialists came forward from their Criminal Investigations Division, saying that Tyrone learned that Kamaya was definitely having an affair with another soldier. This soldier was identified as 24-year-old Jeremy Cuellar. He was also assigned to the 1st Armored Brigade Combat Team, 3rd Infantry Division at Fort Stewart, Georgia, with the hassles. Allegedly, Jeremy told other soldiers that he couldn't wait to get back to the States so he could divorce his wife. Another soldier revealed to police that he had sold a Glock pistol to Jeremy Cuellar just two weeks before the murder of Tyrone. This was enough for Army investigators at Fort Stewart to place Jeremy under arrest. But he invoked his right to counsel, so police didn't get much of an opportunity to talk to him. This didn't really matter, though, because Jeremy already told another soldier from his platoon about how the murder went down. And so the police already knew everything. They didn't need a confession from him. But what was still bothering the police was that Kamaya never mentioned her affair. She was clearly keeping secrets. But why? Wouldn't she want to mention the affair to the police, especially since her lover could have wanted to kill her husband? Also, Kamaya told police Tyrone wasn't beefing with anyone. However, the army investigator said that Tyrone and Jeremy had a verbal altercation at some point. So investigators turned their attention to Kamaya next. At this point, police didn't know if Jeremy acted alone because he was jealous or angry or obsessed with Kamaya, or if Kamaya and Jeremy worked together to get Tyrone out of the picture so they could be together. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Through interviews with Kamaya, the police learned the motive for Tyrone's deadly ambush. They discovered that Kamaya was far from the grieving widow that she portrayed herself as. Kamaya Hassel and Jeremy Cuellar had plotted to kill Tyrone so they could be together and receive the Army's $400,000 life insurance benefit. Kamaya came up with the plan, but Jeremy pulled the trigger. In the interview, Kamaya admitted, quote, I'm just as guilty as he is, end quote. She claimed to have given numerous updates to Jeremy about her husband's whereabouts, so Jeremy could know exactly when to kill Tyrone. Tyrone's wife also told police that Jeremy went to Michigan four times between December 19th and December 31st, 2018, and the two attempted to plan the murder each time. According to court documents, some of the discussions to kill Tyrone even took place on Snapchat. With such a confession, the police had enough to make an arrest. Kamaya Hassel and Jeremy Cuellar were both arrested 11 days after Tyrone was killed, and they were both charged with first-degree murder. Prosecutors decided to first try Kamaya Hassel. They felt her statements to police would basically seal her fate in court. After all, she had admitted in a recorded interview with detectives to taking part in the plot to kill her husband. So prosecutors knew it would be hard for the defense to prove that Kamaya was not complicit in her husband's murder. However, this did not stop the defense from trying to portray Kamaya as a victim too. The defense attorney tried to paint Kamaya as the victim of a crazy, obsessed lover. Her attorney also tried to say that the questioning she experienced by police was unfair, that the detectives manipulated her and wore her down to get a confession after a late night of questioning. During the trial, Tyrone's father and Kamaya's father-in-law, Tyrone Jr., testified against Kamaya. He told the jury about the pain of watching his son bleeding out. He talked about seeing the back of his son's head blown out from a bullet wound as he was carried into the ambulance. All the while, Kamaya never looked Tyrone's father in the eye. In addition, the prosecution played the 45-minute-long confession from Kamaya to detectives for the jury. They also showed the signed confession made by Kamaya Hassel. The defense tried to convince the jury that the detectives who questioned Kamaya were manipulators and that they poked and prodded the answers they wanted to hear from Kamaya that night. However, the prosecutors had one more piece of evidence to show the jury. They played a recorded phone call that Kamaya made from prison to her mother. In this phone call, Kamaya admitted to her mother that she knew about the plan to kill Tyrone and that the whole thing was planned in South Korea. Her mother even asked her directly if anyone was forcing her to say this, to admit to something she did not do. Kamaya told her mother no, and she admitted to her mother that she thought they would get away with the murder. Kamaya Hassel did not take the stand at her own trial. Nonetheless, she was found guilty of conspiracy and first-degree murder, and she was sentenced in August 2019 to life in prison without parole. 
Jeremy's trial was set for a month after Kamaya was sentenced. The prosecution planned to show the jury hard-hitting evidence that proved Jeremy was involved. They shared testimony from Jeremy's fellow soldiers about him buying a gun before the murder. They showed how Jeremy's phone placed him on the interstate making his way to Benton Harbor and how new police equipment spotted his car's license plate. This new equipment was able to put Jeremy's car in the area at the time the murder took place. The judge also allowed the statements by Kamaya in her interview with the detectives to be admissible in court. However, given the incriminating evidence the prosecution had against him, his lawyer asked for a plea deal. He agreed to plead guilty to second-degree murder for 65 years in prison. This means Jeremy Cuellar will be eligible for parole when he's 90 years old. Before leaving court after his sentencing, Jeremy Cuellar asked Tyrone Hassel Jr., Tyrone's father, if he could speak with him. Tyrone Hassel Jr. agreed to meet his son's killer. During their talk, Jeremy Cuellar told Tyrone's father he'd been planning to divorce his wife and fell in love with Kamaya after starting a romantic relationship with her while he and the Hassels were stationed in South Korea. He also maintained that it was Kamaya who manipulated him into believing he needed to kill her husband. He expressed remorse for taking part in the murder of Tyrone. But understandably, Tyrone's father was hesitant to extend forgiveness. Tyrone's father even made reference to the many friends he has in prison and informed Jeremy that his stay in prison would not be easy. In July 2020, Jeremy attempted to withdraw his guilty plea. He appealed to the Michigan Court of Appeals and then to the Michigan Supreme Court. However, the Michigan Supreme Court denied his request in August 2021. Kamaya Hassel has also petitioned for a new trial, claiming she was a victim of battered woman syndrome. However, Tyrone's father has vehemently denied his son was ever abusive. Tyrone's father looked at Kamaya Hassel as his own daughter. He consoled her those 11 days before she was arrested for his son's murder. Of course, he was completely shocked and angered when he learned her role in Tyrone's murder. He has said that what he feels robbed of was the future he and his son could have had together as friends. He said he was looking forward to seeing his son become a man. He was waiting for the friendship with his son that he always imagined since Tyrone was born. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. 
Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley, in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.